ask yourself one question. Do I feel like do you bunk? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Welcome to Pan and Scan Podcast. Hello there, everybody. Hi. And welcome to episode 15 of the Pan and Scan Podcast. I, I'm one of your hosts. I'm John. And I'm the other one of your hosts, Ben. Well, hey, and this is our Christmas episode. It's Christmas. Season's greetings. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Is there any others? We've forgotten there, Ben. Um, Jingle bells. I know, I love the bells. Yeah, lovely. Um, It's raining in Britain now. Yeah, it's Um, not very nice, is it? So that adds to the Christmas spirit as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I've just been Christmas shopping. Just got, you know, I finished work, straight home for Christmas shopping. And um, partner's got the, uh, the car. So I'm not using yeah. that at the minute, and I had to get the bus back home. Public then. transport. I was stuck in an hour and a half, hour and a half in traffic. I don't like that. Just got back, set up the uh, studio, and here we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's ready dedication. to rock and roll. Indeed, we're ready to talk films. That's it. And uh, it's Christmas, so we're going to do Christmas films. Yes, Christmas but- films, and this is something that I think I talked about a couple of shows ago, or we mentioned at the end of one of the shows, was that I tend to watch quite a lot of Christmas films over Christmas. It so- makes sense. So yeah, I've got them all to, to talk about, my 24 days of Christmas, which I may condense down to 12. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we can run through the names and then just dissect the ones that we yeah. feel we we might like yes. to do. I'm just babbling now. I I'm really Christmas. tired. <laughs> but um, before that, Ben, um, look what I've got here in my hand. <gasps> the listeners can't see, but they don't, they can just hear. Look, can hear it's that? a present. It's a, it's a Christmas gift. For my oh. my co-host to celebrate episode fifteen, Jonathan. There we go. You are so nice to I'd, me. Oh, I'd, I'd have to read the tag before you actually open. To Ben, I know you'll get as much enjoyment from this as you did Transmorphers. Yes. And I did get a lot of uh, enjoyment from Transmorphers. Let's open that bad boy. Oh, can you hear? It? What could it be? I bet you. I bet you can't guess what it might be. It's a car. No, it's not a car. <laughs> It's Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Hey! I've, I've I've read something about this. Oh Christ! Did you? Yeah, a while back when I was looking for looking for more films like some, uh, some, some but it's got yeah, cause it's got Joey Fat One in it. Joe Fatone from NSYNC, isn't it? NSYNC. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So the um, wow. Yeah, just the title really drew me to it. I know Jersey you, Shore you, the Shark Attack. You know, you've got a wife and you're <laughs> into that kind of trashy telly, aren't you? You like to sort Definitely. of settle down at the end of a day and put some crap telly on. Oh. So it combines both crap films with crap telly. Um, and we're wanting to do that on occasion, aren't we? Go around your house and yep. just put a really, really crappy so film. So we will say, we'll, oh, save this until we, we get together and we'll. I think we should. We'll watch it. We'll oh. do a uh, a little review on on a on a future show, probably in two thousand thirteen. That's Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Jersey Shore. Go and have Shark a look, Attack. everybody. That's on that's Blu-ray as well, but you can it enjoy that. In, it's in high definition. The, the high definition glory. Look forward to that, sir. Um, and uh, like John says, it's Christmas, but also it means it's Jonathan's birthday. Oh dear. It was John's birthday today, so it was. My birthday. So this is really reciprocating presents. So happy birthday, Jonathan! Oh wow, what have I got here? I like the I like the uh, the wrapping paper. Jingle all the way, it says. That's yep. brilliant. It's um, festive um, birthday wrapping paper. There they take go. into account people who were born in December. That's true. Right, what have I got here? Oh, 
love this. <laughs> this this just fits right in with what we were just talking about. It's sort of you know trashy trashy movies. It's yep. Coleman's World: Exploits of a Hollywood Rebel. That's right. This is a a really really cool documentary, um, based around um, Roger Corman's films and filmmaking styles. This is brilliant. How long is this on for? Eighty six minutes. I love movie documentaries. You can't get you can't go wrong. So yeah. So Fantastic. now we know can know all about the man behind such uh, Mo- <laughs> movie amazingness, yes. such as uh, Sharktopus, which yes. he was in Sharktopus, wasn't he? It was in Sh- he had a small yeah. cameo, yeah. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, he, he made the careers of um, Robert De Niro, Pam Grier, Ron Howard, Jack Nicholson, Eli Roth, loads. Martin Scorsese. Wow. Um, yes, that's going to be a legend. That's going to be awesome. That's something to put on in on Boxing Day, I think. Yeah. Do other, do other countries have Boxing Day? That's the know. day after Christmas. That's yeah. where everybody chills out after eating and drinking too much. Yeah, I think in America, you'd, most people go shopping, don't they? But I think like people go to like because like over here we don't. There's a lot of films open on uh, like open like the day before Christmas or Boxing Day, or whatever. But in America, it's films open Christmas on Christmas Eve, Day, then. don't they? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Do they? People, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'd love that. Be brilliant. I'm going to see. Um, I'm going to see Life of Pi on Christmas Eve, twenty fourth of December. That so looks really, really good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go see it in three D. Yeah. Um, and I've read the book. Massive fan of the book. I recommend anybody go out there and buy the book and read it before yeah. they see the film, if they can. I mean, I read the book in a couple of days, but some people are slower readers. But um, Life of Pi, yes, that's one to watch out for. But thank you for the thank you for the disc. Lovely. No problem. I feel all Christmassy now. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> Christmas. <laughs> But uh, yeah, speaking of films that are on the cinema, we went to see something at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We think we, we talked about it in the last uh, the last show, and yeah, it was, we went to see the Hobbit, and we talked about uh, about uh, what was so uh, exciting about this one is is it's in three D, but also in high frame rate in selected cinemas. That's right. And, and we happen to live, we, we happen were lucky to enough. have one of these selected cinemas. That's right. So yeah, so we made the most of it. And uh, went to see it in this super 48 frames. Yeah, 3D. and you know, I think we discussed this on one or two last shows. You know, mm. we mentioned it a couple of times that, you know, I was a little bit apprehensive about the high frame rate because yeah. obviously it gives a sort of higher, sort of realistic feel and it, it sort of really highlights, you know, everything in it that makes a film props, yeah. you know, makeups, backgrounds, everything, you know. And um, yeah, it, to be fair, there was a lot of backlash about it as soon as yeah. the footage was shown. Um, that it basically looked like an episode of Emmerdale with orcs in it. Um, yeah, because it, it gives that kind of TV feel, that yeah. kind of behind-the-scenes TV feel to things because it's just so realistic. And um, I was worried about that going in yeah. initially. And, you know, I wasn't too fussed about the 3D. I knew it was going to be Yeah, we were kind of... Uh, to be completely honest, I think we were both thinking, we'll go and see it first in 3D and, and HFR, and then after that, we'll then go watch it in 2D properly because I don't think, because I don't think either of us were completely sold on it. Yeah, being worried about yeah. it, but uh, I don't think I'll ever see this film by choice in two D. No, because well, it, was it was so it was awesome. It was perfect. The um, <laughs> the, fil- the film itself is is really really good. It's um, it just feels like you're back in Middle Earth. It feels like you never left. It's um because the thing is, the high frame rate can be a detractor. It can pull mm. you out of the film, and it can make it seem cheaper or tackier, or you know, not as not as not as movie like. Mm. And that can really pull people out. And I can completely understand that. I had the same fears. But going in, sitting down, watching it, the first five minutes go by, and I think I'm really enjoying this experience. This is yeah. a different kind of film going experience, and I don't think it's like 
it sounds really like over the top to say, but I don't think the the cinema going experience is ever going to be the same again for yeah, me personally. Yeah, it was. It's one of um, those real real changes in 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 the way that cinema can be done now. Um, it won't. I don't think this will fit in for <coughs> every film. I think we said afterwards you won't you won't go and watch like Anchorman two in HFR three D. No, of course not. But for for a film of this kind of scale, it was perfect. It worked so well because this obviously with the with the amount of action, there's so much going off. That you you kind of need the extra frames to to catch you up. It's like it's like you think about you play your Xbox games or whatever. The the big selling point of, of Xbox and PlayStation games where they run at sixty frames per second, so that you are getting the most out of it. You can see everything, everything super quick, and that's what was what, what was good about this film. There's so many things that benefit from HFR. Yeah, I think if you've got a big budget film like you know Lord of the Rings or or The Hobbit or whatever, and then you've got like all the money behind you, all the effects, the greatest effects in the world, some of the greatest actors, and yeah. some of the greatest set builds, and obviously the story's got to be there. That's that's mm. the most important thing. That's what that's the backbone of any film. But if you've got all these highly highly you know artistically done, well done effects and and whatnot, and then you add this extra frame rate, yeah. it will pass. It will work. So, I mean, obviously, if you had a real low-budget, cheap film and you and you did the higher frame rate, it's going to really showcase the fact that it's a real crappy low-budget movie. Yeah. But I think with the right kind of effects, the right kind of, like, the, the right amount of money, um, a higher frame rate w- will work and really does work in The Hobbit. Yeah. It really... Im- it, to me, it was highly immersive. It made it so much more... Um, sort of immersive as a film, I just got lost in in the visuals. Yeah. It was like I was like feeling the wind as the as, as this like crazy, you know, Peter Jackson style camera pan from from high up in the air comes yeah. just flowing down onto a character from God knows how many feet up in the air. You feel the wind. Yeah, you, you feel do. the grass and, uh, move. You know, it's one of these things where they're, like they're they're outside at one point running through fields and every blade of grass is is easy to see. Yeah. Whereas. Although the it's it's still it's still the same um, uh, resolution as as when you're watching a normal film, but the fact that when you move it stays there. If you pick, if you pick a point in a normal film that you're watching on on TV or watching at the cinema, it will blur as as it, as it moves across it. You can pick a tr- pick a tree and have a look at a tree in a pan shot, and it will just blur out. Um, as it's, as you, that's not what it's focusing on. But in this, when you watch it, you can pick anything and it stays perfectly as it is. Mm. Um, so the the clarity and detail is amazing. It was the first one of the first things that that I think we we said and we kind of turned to each other and said, yeah, the clarity and detail is amazing. The, the amount of stuff you can see. Oh, I yeah. must have said I must have turned to you and said that like at least two or three times yeah. during the whole film. You know, yeah, just like wow. You know, that's it. Is, some absolutely brilliant, brilliant uses of it, and that and yeah. that's that's the thing about it. Really, it's it was used intelligently. It wasn't it wasn't just tacked on. We thought not thought like. Yeah, we'll just do it at forty-eight frames. Just see what it does. It's like yeah, this. No. This worked really well because, like, like John says about the um, uh, Peter Jackson has these these big set pieces and big shots where um, you think about in the other Lord of the Rings films when they're flying through the mountains and everything starting off. But yeah. he's got a lot of things like that where you can zoom in from from the middle of nowhere and just comes straight down onto a character and it just looks the, perfect you, know, you can see everything on, the underground cabins in all yeah. thank you know that's all awesome sort of vertical panning shot and it's yeah. just flying through all these crevices and cracks and you see an orcs building yeah. away and you're following the uh, is it the, the crows yeah you know the, the, you've got similar shots like that in the hobbit but yeah. i mean like i say with with the extra frame rate it's really like you sort of it's like it's really rushing past you yeah and the 3d really goes along with it as well it sort of melds together and makes yeah. this almost like and i think that's something that can be distracted in 3d um, it can make things sometimes 
seem a bit cut out um just like and flat just because if you haven't got the when 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 you're watching a normal film um you can you can deal with the blur but when you're watching it in 3D and something blurs it feels like it shouldn't be blurring it feels like it shouldn't be there it doesn't feel yeah. quite right whereas this but it was the, probably the most comfortable 3D watching I've had yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, it, it, you you sort of get used. You, you just adapt to it, don't you? And you, yeah. And you just feel absorbed by it. Yeah, there are. I think once you once you get used to it, I think well, you notice it when you first start watching it. Like um, there's a bit where uh, Bilbo's writing um, writing the book, and it's how quick his pen moves hmm. uh, and and the feather, and you see all the all the movements. And then there's a bit where there um, um, there's like a a flag, a banner um, flying, and it and it whips around so much it just looks like you'd be watching a, a flag in the wind normally, rather than like outside your window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rather than it just being so slow. So, so you, but you you get used to it because it's there. You get used to it, and there are, there will be times when you kind of notice that something will pan quicker than it you would usually, or something moves as you. But I think in a lot of ways it it was you notice it, but in a good way because you think, wow. I could see something that I'm pretty sure I wouldn't see normally. I think to me when I was watching it, it was like um, you do have this sort of feel like it's like live action, like it's a stage play, like it's yeah. happening in front of you. And then you'll see like a, a really well done CG effect mm. happening within camera as the camera's like moving or panning. Like there's a scene where Bilbo's, uh, the camera's tracking Bilbo as he just happens to be walking in the... Um, in the caves yeah. area, I don't know where they are now. <laughs> in the cave, just before he meets Gollum, and the uh, his blade is glowing, obviously because there's all there's goblins around, and obviously it's like a CGI effect, um, but y- it really sort of throws you back because you go, wow, I thought you know you just get this impression like you're watching a, a live television broadcast yeah. or you're watching like a play, and then there's these really, and and the same with any kind of CG creatures that are happening in front of you, it, it's almost like. It really blurs the lines between mm. reality and this CG character yeah. in a way that has never really been done before. Yeah. Because there was always the fourth wall to block that. Yeah. And with this, the higher frame rate, it just it, it it's just so steadily breaking the fourth yeah. wall down, and it's blurring the lines. So it really, and people would say, oh, that's a detraction or it's a distraction from the film. But to me, it just made it so much more immersive. Yeah, and it is. It's it's an evolution of cinema. Um, it's we've had however many years 100 years plus of of low frame rates and 24 frames became the standard and has been like that so any change is bound to be it's bound to be looked on as i don't know is this right it's been it's tradition to have it 24 frames but um i think i think we were the same we were thinking about it it's traditional to have the 24 frames never seen a film in anything but 24 frames and what's it going to look like is it going to ruin everything but no, I don't. I don't think it does. I think it's. I think it works really well for this film, and I think it'll work for other films on this kind of scale. I think and it would depend on the film. That's definitely. it. It's got. Like it's, said, yeah. it's. It's one. It's. It's going to be something else where it'll be used like the three D is used, because currently three D isn't used in every film. You think about um, such uh, big films as Prometheus was in three D, but then The Dark Knight wasn't in three D, and, mm-hmm. and and James Bond wasn't in three D, so and that's that's choices by the director to to do that so it's still a right. choice and i think that the high frame rate will still be that but it's good to be able to have the choice to go and yeah it just gives it. you more options yeah. yeah more options to play with the art of, of filmmaking like you that's said it. i mean um and 48 frames is going to be it's it's easier to film in than 3d because it's just a it's it's the amount of, obviously it's the speed of the capture yeah it's not like you've got to lug around a camera with two sets of lenses to do that it's yeah so, all that nonsense. So yeah, so I could see that 
you could film something 48 frames anyway and most of it you can just uh, you don't have to actually play it back at 48 frames like this one it's been 24 frames it's 24 frames in 3d so i think it'd be something which there's all kinds of combinations you can have now yeah. you can have the 24 frames you can have that's 3D, it when, when you go and buy a, a buy a i think that's, i wonder if it will become confusing at any point the fact that there were three versions of the hobbit to watch when we went you could get there was the there's 2d there's 3d and there's hfr 3d and i wonder how many people know how many, how many people did know when they were going into the HFR 3D that that was what they were going to see? Yeah, that's a good point. That's something I've never thought about because obviously we're ridiculous film geeks, mm. and especially you, Ben. Um, yeah. You're going to know about these things. But who the hell else knows? I mean, you'd see HCR 3D or whatever it is on the ticket. I mean, yeah. you don't know. You, you know. Well, that's it. it uh, no, you, I've not really seen it on the adverts for it to say, go and watch it in your local cinema at in HFR 3D. It's not really. There's not really much about that. I know there are some posts that that I know some cinemas have had up, which kind of tells you what it is and what to expect. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many people would go and see it, and whether it is the uh, um, whether it's when you go and ask for a ticket that they say, oh, do you want to go see it in three D, or do you want to go and see it in, in high frame rate three D, and then they have to explain it to them. I don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Another good thing about the Hobbit as well is like it's it's almost like a three hour film, mm. but you don't feel like it's three hour no. film. I mean, if people are out there thinking, you know, is it as good as a uh, Lord of the Rings? You know, is it the same sort of thing? It's, it's. Uh, I was just like you say, back in Middle Earth, it was yeah. just the same stuff. All yeah, again, when you get is... some of the themes that come back, yeah. you feel like you're at References home. Like, and stuff. like when you when you're in Hobbiton and the music comes back, that you know, the Hobbit kind of the Hobbit themes, um, music cues. You're like, ah, oh, this is nice. <laughs> back again. Yeah. But I said again, but then it's like. It's it's all the same sets. It's all the, mm-hmm. there's some similar actors. The state the design is all the same. Obviously, yeah. it's it's you know the, the, the CG is, is has improved, but it's yeah. it's of the same sort of you know stylization and stuff. It's it's Peter Jackson's yeah. Middle Earth really at the end of the day, but with this higher frame rate, it's a it's a new twist on it. So yeah. it's not quite the same thing. So mm. it's not exactly the same, but it's it's like. Um, I don't know. It's like having a veil pulled from from your eyes and just yeah. looking at real middle of the, for the first time. That's it. You can I I think we both kind of said this. This was kind of like when you went from the jump from uh, from like standard definition to high definition. There was a you, it was a real kind of wow kind of moment. You're like wow, look at look at how different everything looks. Yeah. And then it's similar in this when you go from watching your normal. Um, it was two D to three D, and it was it seemed to still sometimes feels a bit gimmicky. But with this, it was like, wow, this is perfect for it's it. Really I can weird. see so much, yeah. and um, so you you felt more part of the adventure in this one. It's in the same way that you know, I'm not a massive. I was never a massive ad- advocate of three of the three D going experience. But mm. then we saw Avatar, and I thought, yeah. wow, this really works for for a film like Avatar. This really works. And saying yeah. that, Ava- the, the you know the sequel to Avatar, that in a higher frame might might be something to uh, that's it. yeah so to consider definitely. Because I know that's. Um, what Jim Cameron's talking about doing a higher frame rate, at least forty-eight frames, um, even rumours of sixty frames, hundred frames. It's uh, God, what would that look like? Well, that's it. Could you imagine? You'd be even closer to the action. Yeah, you'd even be closer to it because I've always I've struggled when uh, if someone puts a DVD on on a on a TV, like a, if you've got a a decent TV with um, and you can uh, look adjust the motion rate on there, and you tend to um, I know if you put it. I remember watching Rush Hour at someone's house. They put it on on this uh, just to show me how amazing the motion was on this TV, and it just felt like it was in fast forward the entire time. It was mm-hmm. a lot smoother, but it didn't feel right. 
Whereas in this, because it was made for 48 frames, you're not trying to fill any gaps with it. You're not trying to duplicate right. any frames that aren't there. So yeah, it works really, really well. And I'd highly recommend going and seeing this film in, in HFR 3D. If you, okay. get, if you get a chance to go, and if you're lucky enough to have a, have a cinema near you, definitely go and watch it but, oh yeah definitely but i would i would definitely I would, I would also say if you if you fancy going like going and getting the real experience for this film if there's if it's even if it means a bit of traveling going out go out and enjoy it go and go make a day out of it that's what the cinema is all about so go yeah definitely i mean i think this will divide people mm. i think some people are going to love it and some people are going to hate it yeah. you know it's just like marmite then just like marmite do you like marmite i love marmite i think we've had this conversation yeah. before yeah, but I love Marmite, and I love uh, I love the new frame rate. Yeah. I I was I was against it, but now I'm yeah. a co- I'm a convert. Ben. That's it. I can't wait for the next uh, next high frame rate film. That's it. So uh, we've got we know at least at least we're waiting till uh, the next Lord of the Rings um, or next Hobbit film. So that's going to be December, and then the following June or July, I think. So at least we've got something uh, something to look forward to. But I think this film uh, works really well as a film it's, as well. It's uh, Obviously, I think we talked about as well what it's going to be like splitting um, quite a small book into uh, mm. into three films. Yeah, um, we discussed this. Yeah, there's, but there's quite a lot of backstory added in, a lot of stuff that's from the uh, like the appendices and from unfinished tales and from Silmarillion. A lot about the dwarves that's and their it. history, which yeah. is nice to see because you never yeah. hear about the dwarves in the Lord of the Rings. You yeah. hear a lot about hobbits and elves yeah. and wizards to a certain extent. But so yeah, uh, yeah it really focuses on that um, and. It kind of adds to it because it fills in a lot more. Um, it didn't feel too padded, to be honest. I think um, it didn't, there were a couple of scenes which were more of a nod just to tie it in mm. with with the uh, the later, um, the, well, the earlier but later Lord of the Ring films with um, some older characters in it. I quite like the the first nod when you see Frodo and Bilbo. Um, yeah, the opening. It kind too, of yeah. the opening. Uh, without giving anything away, meld straight into the start of Fellowship of the Ring. So it's almost like what they were doing two minutes before. Yeah, he Gandalf came for the so, party. So it's so it's you get to see that, but then it goes back, um, yeah. and then we've got um, Gandalf and Galadriel and a lot of the old gang appear. That was the one scene that I felt was padded. Mm. That was probably if I was going to say that there was one thing about the film I didn't like, even though I think didn't like is a bit too strong. It didn't yeah. pull me out of the film or anything. I just thought it was a bit of padding that yeah. wasn't did necessary it, did it really for the story. Need to be there? Yeah, there was there was this there's the small meeting in, in Elrond's yeah. room at, at Rivendell. Yeah, Saruman um, turns up. So I think that's a spoiler then. I'll be alright with that. Alright. Yeah. As I say without giving anything away to it it's all of a they all get together, and like I say it's more of a nod towards the next, um, just to tie it in with anything, mm. really. So yeah, there's quite a lot. And there's a lot more humour as well in the Hobbit. Yeah. Than in the Lord of the Rings, there's a lot more. It's a lot more of a. There are a lot of dark moments, but yeah. there is a lot of light-hearted sort of comedy moments as well. So people yeah. need to uh, need to prepare for that. But That's uh, it. you it's, know, yeah, but it's a it's, it's a brilliant it's a, it's a brilliant film. Um, definitely something to to go out and watch. It's. Uh, just like the Lord of the Rings film that came, it comes out at the right time of year as well. Definitely, it's, it's yeah. a it's a family film for family time of year. So make the most of the time off and go and watch it. It's definitely worth watching. There you go, ladies and gents. That's the yeah. Hobbit. So the Hobbit and HFR three D both get thumbs up from us. Thumbs up. Yeah. So yes, go make the most of it. Good lord. But yeah, but like I say, it's it's it, but it's Christmas. It is Christmas. It's Christmas, Christmas two thousand twelve. We've got. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got a day, two days before the end of the world, oh, then. Yeah, oh, it's um, tomorrow. 
Uh, it's, it's tomorrow. It's the 21st, isn't it's it? It's 21st, so, so we're, yeah, we're recording this on the 20th. You may, you may not even hear this. If you hear this, we've, we've survived. Well, you know, I do. T- it does take me a couple of days, obviously, well, because it. of my busy life schedule. We've um, got to wait for iTunes to approve us and everything, so... That's right. So, yeah, we're a couple of, we'll, we'll be a couple of days behind you, and if we're still here, congratulations, we've done it. If, well, if you listen to this, listeners, well yeah. done. Hey, we've we done survived. It. Yeah. Um, congratulations. But assuming they are going to survive in through the next few days of December then. Yeah. Um, let's, are we doing what we're doing? A rundown of, of films of, of, yeah. of December? That's right. We'll go with that. Um, I think, uh, I think like I say, we mentioned in, a, in the last show and a couple of shows before that I tend to watch Christmas films over Christmas, which is something you do, but uh, I do my Christmas advent calendar movie. Of course advent you do. Calendar. You post it all um, over Facebook. I do. I stick it all on Facebook, tell everybody what I've been watching. Um, so... I've been doing as as that. I've been doing that all again. So I've been uh, started off pretty strong watching a couple of things, and you've you've oh, got yeah. there's a lot of filler as so what, well in Christmas films. What was the first film? December first. What? The um, let's have a look. Because I've got my list of all the things I watched. The first film I watched though was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Miracle the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the black and white one. Oh, I've never seen it. I've seen the remake yeah. with that guy in it from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, um, what's his cake? Uh, Richard Attenborough and Matilda. Yeah, Matilda. Yeah. I don't know actors' names. I'm <laughs> sorry, listeners, but that's one thing you might have learned by now. But yeah, terrible. Uh, so, so the re- the original. The original, original. Yeah. What year is that from then? Then it's black um, and white. So I watched it. When did I, um, I actually watched it on film four. It was actually on TV, but it's 1947. Wow. And um, that it came out, and I've only watched it a couple of times. Um, I I'd seen the remake more yeah uh, i think and then i've seen this um and it's you when you watch it you you you, you see how close the storyline is it's um they're very very close um, almost a word for word remake so so not not very different at all but um i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but um i grew up watching watching the other one so i've always liked that and to watch to watch this one's kind of it's refreshing. It's not too different because I always think that sometimes if you watch a, a much older film, then you you kind of get a, a real different feeling, and you don't tend to like it as much because well, yeah, you've always grown and up or something. And, and, um, whatnot, yeah. But um, yeah, this it's it's a brilliant film. It's cheesy, isn't it? It's one of those cheesy. Yeah, it's just it's uh, slight. It's all that's different is it's got a slightly different ending, really. Do um, aliens invade it? And they do. Yeah. Um, Hitler aliens. Hitler aliens. Yeah, not, forty-seven. Not long after the war, he had to be doing something, didn't he? Iron Sky. So. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant film. <laughs> so uh, so yeah so that was the first film so, so that's where I kicked it off with it so kicking off pretty strong really like I say it's uh, it's well I, that, I might check that out actually yeah yeah it's definitely worth watching um, and then I think after that I watched uh, what Scrooged. Scrooge, brilliant yeah. film. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. We're it's doing a, a Bill Murray episode. Yeah, we will do. But it's a, it's a it's a brilliant film. Uh, I, again, this is one I came to quite late. Well, I say quite late. I think I've only been watching it since I've been in my late teens, early twenties. It's more uh, of an adult yeah. uh, film, I suppose. And I say yeah. it's, but it's it's a classic take on the Scrooge story. Yeah. Um, Christmas Carol. But it's just a yeah. It's just Bill. It's just a Bill Murray being. Scrooge and he's like a high flying dick in a in, is, in a yeah. high rise, an apartment that's, high rise. That's it, and he's um, creating a um, a Christmas special film uh, for just for uh, for TV and based around the Christmas Carol. And um, yeah, just, he's skimping on everything, fires yeah. someone on on the day, the Bob Cratchit type character. 
and um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's a bit of an ass. But over the but over the time, he uh, obviously meets the three uh, the three ghosts. Oh yes, um, and he manages to. Uh, There's some quite scary find scenes. Again. It's, it's almost like a sort of. It it really it's one of the only other Bill Murray films that reminds me of Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, he gets uh, hung out of a window at one point. Yeah. By his undead boss. That's right. Who is decaying? Yeah. Um, hung out the window and and he, his arm breaks off. Some nice effects. Yeah. Yeah. So, some pretty pretty nasty stuff at times. But yeah. um, there's the um, um, Ghost of Christmas Future, um, which is like like the um, uh, like the reaper kind of figure i suppose and yes his, his face is like a tv screener if i think if i remember rightly and then he, but he opens out his uh his cloak and there's like loads of people like inside like trying to break out through his uh through his ribs gross so yeah it's it's pretty disgusting nice <laughs> sounds like a nightmare on elm street or something but uh yeah but it's again it's another really fun christmas film it's a bit of a it's one for the mums and dads oh yes so. I, I've not seen that film in ages but I do remember loving it because it's Bill mm. Murray and you've got to love a Bill Murray movie that's it um, I hope there's another Christmas Carol excuse me I've got a cold <coughs> adaptation out there in, in your list Ben oh uh, there is involving Muppets maybe um, or yeah just a guess this, yeah this is one that um, I'll talk about it now since you brought <laughs> okay it up. then that's called um, a segue ladies and gentlemen it is my favourite Christmas film of all time. Wow. Of all time. And what uh, film are we talking about? It's then? The Muppets Christmas Carol. Of course it is. Uh, my favourite Christmas film of all time. Uh, I, I can't get enough of this film. It's like one of the most heartfelt films ever. Oh. Right. I've, I've already seen it once this uh, over this uh, the past few days. And I'll watch it at least twice more before Christmas. And that's in Christmas only a few days away now, ladies and gentlemen. So but it, that's the thing, yeah. Out. The thing is, though, I only had that on uh, VHS, and mm. obviously I don't have a VHS player anymore, and the v- and all the tapes are in the loft, yeah. as as is the way these days. So I can't really just watch it, and mm. I'm going to have to go out and buy it, but I've still got presents to buy, Ben, yeah. and there's only a few days left. Tell you what, it's it's very cheap on DVD, especially this time of year, so I think it's about a fiver. Sometimes yeah. you can pick it up with uh, in in a box set with a couple of other films as well. The thing is, it's one of those things that you go, you know, the height, especially in Britain anyway. You go, you go to your, your big chains, your HMVs, mm. your blockbusters, and you'll go to buy some stuff at the counter, and then they'll say, "Okay, you've spent so much. Would you yeah. like one of our two ninety nine deals?" And they yeah. usually have like loads of DVDs or CDs around the actual cash register, or till in till, this country yeah. um, <laughs> that are like two ninety nine, and yeah. they have things like the Snowman, which is a cartoon. Yeah, I don't know. if people have that all all around the world is that uh, I think so yeah. yeah I think so you know this, the cartoon the snowman yeah. uh, walking through the air uh, yeah the sequel on this on Christmas is, Eve is, the sequel is coming this year yeah. that's a that's a that's a is that news yeah <laughs> is that news to people I hope so <laughs> the, the snowman sequel yeah um, Christmas Eve snowman and the snow dog is going to be out snowman and the snow dog yeah but it looks just like is David Bowie going to introduce this one I don't know but I always mm. like that I always like that introduction that he does yeah, he doesn't instruct because it's from 1982, I think. Mm. He's still got the hair, and then uh, yeah, and the bulge. <laughs> um, Christmas Carol Muppets, Ben. Yeah, it's a it's a brilliant film. Talking okay. of scary scenes as well, there's some really horrific scenes in there. I mean, I always found that I can't remember which one it is now. Is it the Ghost of Christmas it's Future? Future? No, the... present. Isn't it the little girl baby? Oh, yeah, puppet um, child thing. Really the... creepy. That's the ghost of Christmas past. Past. Yeah, and she's like this weird light, isn't she? She's like a, uh, she's almost like a sort of, 
newborn baby yeah. girl wrapped in a shroud and she's sort of I don't know like made up of lights and yeah. she's dead creepy because she's got huge white eyes and yeah. horrible little thing yeah it's a freaky little thing and then you've got like the final ghost who's like you say is like death basically yeah. and then there's the spider there's the spider that robs um, yeah selling off all, all of all, his well buying all no, buying the stuff off, off him because so he can sell them on they've all been a nick to all his stuff like his uh What's it like his bed sheets and stuff, aren't they? I don't know if that makes any sense. What you just said, they've all been and nicked his stuff. They've all been and nicked. They've all who been. are they and who is oh, he? Oh yeah, the the. <laughs> it's because I'm playing it out. I'm playing it out in my in my yeah, head. That's you, what it is. Like, I know exactly what we're talking about. You know, um, so that's fine. Yeah, that's what um, it says about the spider. Um, he's got some like little minions, hasn't he? Well, it, aren't they? Aren't they Scrooge's housekeepers that? Mm. Obviously, this isn't the future where he's died. Yeah. So they've taken all of his bed sheets yeah. and his, you know, his items of worth, and then yeah. they're selling them to the spider. Well, that's he's like it, a dodgy yeah. street dealer kind of thing. Yeah. And I always remember that there's like there's a back frame of when the um the sort of cleaners have passed over all the goods and the arms of the spider are passing them to yeah, the back of the spider, it, yeah. which is always creeps me out. Um, just just one of those horrifying moments. Of yeah. Christmas. But it's and it's so sad, like. When um, Tiny Tim dies, it's a puppet. Oh, but when Tiny Tim, it's a puppet. <laughs> That's a reference. It is. Write in. Tell us what reference those. Okay, cool. I'll write in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's oh, when Tiny Come Tim on. dies. Oh, it's so sad. When he goes, when they're talking about it, he goes, oh, he walks a bit slower on the way home now, and then oh, we're gonna go up and visit him and stuff. It's like, <gasps> oh, it's Christmas. It's People so don't sad. die at Christmas. Yeah. They do, loads of people. But, um, but Michael Caine in one of in one of his best roles ever. Best roles he's ever been in. Yeah. Never Doesn't mind it, Zulu. Well, that's yeah. Never mind the Italian job. This is one of his that defining moments in cinema. It it's it's amazing. I I love this film, and oh, I just want to go and watch it now. All right. And watch it again. Should we do a commentary? Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can sing along, because yeah, it, it's a musical. It's a, a musical, as well. yeah, that's right. So, yeah. And um. Yeah, it's funny because he actually, Mike, he, he, he does actually sing. He does, yeah, he does. At one point, he does sing. Yeah. I don't know about that, you know. I don't know about the singing. Him, really. him singing. Oh, him singing. Kermit could sing. Yeah. Miss Piggy's can belt a few. But, well, I'm but I'm pretty sure it was the first film after Jim Henson had died, so it was the it was the first time that I think it was Steve Whitmore was Kermit the Frog, and he was the first time that he'd done it, and um, Brian Henson actually directed it, so. It was the first film afterwards, yeah. So yeah, Jim Henson's I think it was dedicated to uh, to Jim Henson. But yeah, it was, it's a really heartfelt Christmas film. So yes, yeah. as as all the best ones should be. That's it. Um, it's one I know that it's. I think it's my mum's favorite Christmas film. I know my sister saves it every year for Christmas Eve to watch it. So yeah, it's quite. A, I might I might go buy it tomorrow yeah. after work. It's the last day of work tomorrow, both for me, and then I break up. Ah. So I might then rush out and buy it. Yeah. So. Then settle down, and you've got three days to go before the big day. Three days. I am just going to plough through a bunch of films like you're yeah. doing currently. Um. So are we moving on then? Yeah. Oh no no. Before we oh, move on, okay. have you seen the the newer animated uh, Christmas Carol film with the voice of uh, Jim Carrey? I haven't. No. Have you not seen that? Really good. It's really yeah. close to the book, um, and is. You know, really, really well done in terms yeah. of the animation. Really realistic. It's got a lot of flourishes, a lot of action sequences, a lot of really creepy moments. Yeah. If you like that, if you like Charles Dickens and you're really into it, and you and you really want like a sort of 
an, an adaptation that's really close to the source material watch that animated movie because it's really good I recommend it and I think you should check it out Ben. well I tend to I, as with this <clears throat> I tend to watch a lot of the same Christmas films each year but I do I do tend to uh, to buy myself something new if it's worth buying um, so this might be one where it's worth worth giving it, worth buying it and adding it to my Christmas collection for, for so I can watch it now and then watch it again next and, year and like, you, like we said it is one of those things that you'll see at a till that says 2 yeah. or one ninety nine on it so uh, you know go, go, go hunt it listeners hunt it down Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. So what day are we on now? I've lost. I'm lost. Um, I think we we're a couple. Of, I think we were three days in uh, with that. But um, I've watched uh, the Hogfather. Hogfather, brilliant. Terry which Pratchett was adaptation. The, um, Sky Sky One's adaptation of Terry Pratchett's Hogfather. Um, that was a two-parter, so it took me two days to watch that. Yeah, it was a TV. I was, uh, movie, I was vigilant it? with that. I could have watched it back to back, but I thought no, enjoy it. Yeah, really good. I mean, if but you yeah, see sort of. It's a very satirical comedy, fantasy, yeah. um, sort of film. It's sort of like a fantasy take on Christmas and the Christmas traditions and That's it. myths. They, cel- and they uh, celebrate Hog's Watch Hog's in, Watch. Uh, in uh, the oh, Hogfather. Hog's Watch Eve. Yeah. And uh, they're out to, to stop the Hogfather, out to, to, to kill him. So it's uh, it's yeah. a story of, how, of, of lots of mythical beings and people and whenever go and uh, the evil man teamy timey yeah tea time that's it mr tea time yeah yeah don't say that because of kuya nobody knows what we're talking about then we're just talking about we're talking absolute gibberish yeah well terry pratchett book hogfather yeah look it up on youtube it's definitely a good one it's it's a nice one to watch over christmas it's a quite quite a british one you know it's quite it's kind of a little bit a little bit quirky, you know. It's one of those kind of things where it almost seems like a it's Christmas a, special. Or yeah, something. it's just, it's a twist on the on on Santa Claus and yeah. stuff like that, based in a sort of fantasy realm. Yeah, it's comedy and it's fun and it's great. Yeah, and then um, really well done. Good production. It is. Very good production. There's another a going postal. That was another recent adaptation. I've yeah. not I've not seen. But that that's was something, that was brilliant. Something I'm thinking about buying myself. Yeah, yeah. because I'm a big Terry Pratchett fan, and yeah. anybody who is a reader in Britain should be. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Um, the going postal one. I remember I watched that when it came out. Was it a year ago? Two years ago? Something yeah, like that. Something like and that, that was yeah. brilliant. That yeah. was really really good. They're so, really yeah. high high production. They're, they're yeah. really quality. T- you know, quality TV. This stuff. Yeah, really good. Yeah, high recommends definitely. Someone I know from work is in um, going postal. I think. Really. Yeah, his uh, his name's uh, Vic Wadmore. Victor Wadmore. Hello, um, Vic. He has uh, Wadfest every year, which is a Terry Pratchett. Um, Discworld festival, which he which he created, and he's friends with Terry Pratchett knows him and what? Yeah. Well, how? What? I've known you for years. And you guys <laughs> haven't told me this. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I used to I used to be on a team with him at work. Um, Give me I still talk to him, and whatever. So, yeah. Put me in touch with him. Okay. Sort me out on Facebook. Is he on Facebook? Um, I don't know. Well, sort me out. But yeah, Google Google Wadfest. W A D F E S T. It's definitely worth a worth a look, and you'll find him on there. Cool. Um, so then, then I think we came to some uh, one of the other fun things about Christmas movies. There are a lot of a lot of comedy Christmas films out there, um, and there's because there's new ones, there's old ones. You've got things like um, I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That was quite an early one. <laughs> uh, early on, National Lampoon. Do you know what? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, have you not? No. It is funny. Chevy Chase is is very funny in this. It's got a um, it's got Juliette Lewis in it and uh, oh, Johnny Galecki, who is uh, um, from uh, Big oh, Bang Theory, Leonard from Big Bang Theory. 
Ah, I don't watch that either. You're a big fan of that. Yeah, though, I do you? like the Big Bang Theory. You like all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a good film. It's uh, um, the usual kind of a lot of. There's quite a lot of American. Ben. Kind of. Wadfest is on Facebook. Yeah, I knew I knew it would be. Yeah. Moving on. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of kind of these Christmas films where they're all very similar in the fact where Christmas kind of goes wrong. Um, involves them trying to make the best Christmas they can. Um, and I think that's something that's quite um, standard with these kind of films. But there, yeah, there's uh, so there's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in this kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, an old like eighties American sort of. Yeah, that's comedy, right. Yeah. Um, Jingle All the Way. What's Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. One of his best films and roles. Yeah, it's uh, doesn't get great reviews, but it's one of those where uh, not, ma- not many Christmas films do get great reviews. To be honest, it's a shame, isn't but, it? Really? But I think that's because they're. Maybe because they're they're not supposed to be taken seriously, but people take them too seriously. They're just very, you know, seasonal, aren't they? They're yeah, that's it. It's, it's jingle all the way is about a guy who um, needs to go out and get the um, the most sought after toy at Christmas, and spends the entire film trying to get get this toy in various different places and different ways. And yeah, it's just it's just a fun Christmas film. Yeah, it gets yeah. in a lot of hilarity. You know, that's it. And these that's what that's the point of these Christmas films. They're not, they're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be able to sit down and and analyse them afterwards and say, oh, well, I don't know if Arnie would really have done that. I, don't, I can't get his motivation behind why he would steal that ball from that kid. But the the fun thing <laughs> is, is you're, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to enjoy it, and that's what these Christmas films are about. It is like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, but with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And it's really great to see him in something like that when he does, you know, well, well when he used to do real, like, serious, like, action 18 films, you know. Yeah. And, and, and does something like that. But that's it. Is and he fits really well into it. You know, he was doing the kind of comedy type things like Twins and and Junior, kind of around the early early late eighties, early nineties, and this kind of fit into that kind of. He's still in this comedy kind of role. So yeah, the son was Anakin Skywalker. It was yeah. Yeah, the young Anakin Skywalker, that's right, the yeah, child in yeah. Episode One. Uh, so, that kid. Yeah, so he was in that, and uh, but then you get and I've, I've, obviously within within this list. There are a lot of films which are very similar, so you kind of got to look for some different ones as well. And um, Sonia, my wife, watches some with me because she doesn't, she wouldn't if it was up to her. I don't think she watches many Christmas films as me. <laughs> so I kind she's... of, I kind of try and find a few that will will fit in. Um, so so for the for the lovey dovey type oh. ones out there, there's uh, Love Actually and The Holiday, oh. uh, both both set around the Christmas period. If not directly, not dealing directly with Santa like a lot of these other ones are, but I, I can't stand any of those British uh, romance films. Notting Hill, um, a Richard Curtis type films. Yeah, in Four Weddings and a Funeral kind of movies. Mm. What's that other one as well where Julia Roberts is a famous film star? That's Notting Hill. Is that Notting Hill? Yeah. See, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. No, Love Actually isn't some good film, Ben. It's an it's an interesting film. I say interesting. I mean, it's. <laughs> if there's somebody out there like to be the fellow co-host of a Pan yeah, yeah. podcast, <laughs> we're uh... taking applications now. No, it's 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 a nice film. You know, they, those are what these kind of films yeah. are like. That like Notting Hill, like Bridget Jones. They're all they're all fairly harmless, girly, nice films. Um, not a huge amount happens in them, and everybody's all right by the end of it, kind of thing. Right. And it's that kind of thing. So the two films that. Um, Say so a more, a more set around Christmas, and like they're like your, your real rom com type thing. So, so let's say to placate Son, 
Uh, I'll put those on for her so that I'll, I'll watch them with her. But then we go the other way. Placate's a good word, by the way. I know, I like it. Nice. Yeah, word. word of the day. Word of the day. <laughs> Placate. Um, but then you go the other way. Like I say you've got right. your girly films, but then you've got your your alternative Christmas films. Like I'm not just talking things like um, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is alternative and can be watched at two uh, during two holidays of the year. You can watch it Halloween. Okay. Or you can watch it Christmas. Um, Black but Christmas. But that's too Christmassy. That, that's too close to Christmas. What I'm talking about. Is, Halloween. That's a really alternative. Yeah. It's like completely the other way. Very very different. But no, what what I'm talking about the difference is. Um, three films, three very Christmassy films in my in my in my eyes. Gremlins. Are, are Gremlins? Yes. Die Hard and Batman Returns. Get in. So yeah, you've got you got Die three. Die Hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, have I'm a Christmas you. party, isn't it? Yes, it is a Christmas party. So uh, and Batman Returns is uh, all happens at Christmas. Yeah, very Christmas. Christmassy, very especially with the opening with the penguin, the backstory. That's it. The yeah, it's all it's also. snow all the time, so it's it's Gotham. During Christmas time, and Tim Burton always did nice sort of wintry gothic wonderlands. Yeah, you know? that's what you think about Edward Scissorhands as well. Why didn't you okay. see Nightmare Before Christmas? I did. Ah, yes, that's ah. what I'm saying. What was it? So, um, so that that like I said, I thought with Nightmare Before Christmas is a bit, it's too obvious a Christmas film, perhaps. It's Halloween. You can watch it at Halloween, or you can watch it at Christmas. Uh, but but yeah. that's still one. That, don't get me wrong. That's still in my alternative Christmas that's films, and it's still ones. one I've still one I've watched. But like I say, the as the real alternatives, ones that have that more take place around Christmas, are like I say, Gremlins, Die Hard, and Batman Returns. God, Gremlins! I so wanted to watch Gremlins. Somebody posted. Somebody was doing something like what you do on Facebook, which is doing the every day you watch a Christmas film or something. Yeah. And somebody posted up Gremlins, and I thought, God, that is such a great, great film, and yeah. I I would love, love to watch that film right now. Um, again, I think maybe running out tomorrow and buying these films. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make a note of some of these films definitely. See, this this is what it's all about. These are these are good films to to watch over the Christmas period. Again, you got other films like um, Home Alone and Home Alone oh, Two. Oh, Home Alone, brilliant! Again, two two films set around the Christmas period. Um, so they're not again they're nice films to watch around Christmas without without being things that are ramming Christmas down your throat these are films that you can watch any it's time of the year Christmas, but watch any time yeah. of the year but I always think they have that special meaning around Christmas when they're talking about oh. Christmas and you're in that Christmas feeling I'm in that Christmas feeling now I yeah. want to watch Home Alone and Gremlins so there you go you've got those you've got um, then you've got a couple of you've got like The Grinch The Grinch is, Grinch uh, is a brilliant film it's a, it's, a, it's a very weird take on it you makes know? me cry it's it's sad, isn't it? When it, it when crying, when, yeah. it when, what, when his heart grows, when his heart grows bigger, yeah, you know, and he, he cries. I like it. I, one of my favorite scenes is when he's it, it, favorite scenes, but also one of the saddest scenes is when he's a little Grinch, oh, and yeah, he and he has a shave and whatever, and and he makes that makes that angel for for Cindy Lou Who, Cindy Lou Who, Cindy Lou Who, Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I could, I could do that exactly. All, um, um, he always reminds me when he Mark cries. He always reminds me of of, uh, of Bruce Campbell in, in Evil Dead Two when he's crying yeah. and he's like made up as a monster. <laughs> Just another reference there. Another great Christmas, non-Christmas film. Yeah, Evil Dead Two. So uh, so yeah, you've got those, and then you've got then you've got. Let's say sometimes then you've got to. I've you've got to pad out your list and watch a couple of things. So I watched uh, Four Christmases today, and uh, watched Fred Claus. Uh, What's both Four Christmases? With, then with is that Vince a romantic Vaughan. film? Um, is that another girl film? No, no, it's no. not. Uh, no, I think that's more sounds like the holiday and stuff. Like that. It's, it's, it's around that kind of thing. But mm. Four Christmases, it's got Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon in it. Reese, Reese Witherspoon, uh, I love. They, her. She's um, brilliant. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being. 
Oh, well, yeah. Me too, me too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got these two, and basically they go on they, every year, they go on holiday over Christmas because they don't want to spend any time with their families. Um, so they tell their families that they can't come and see them because they're off, I don't know, inoculating children in Burma or something like that. That's the kind of thing. You make, some, right. make something up every year. Um, but this year, they're, um, they're at the airport and their plane's been grounded, and there's loads of people complaining about it, and a news crew comes up. And uh, says, okay. oh, how do you feel about not being able to go and stuff? And obviously they're being filmed. The families see them on the news and they've got no excuse for, for going now. So they have to go and visit their family. And both, sets, right. both sets of family uh, parents are, are divorced. So they've got to go to each. So they've got to go to like his dad's. Are they together? Then, are they a couple? They're a couple together. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you meant they were two separate people that happened to happen at the same time. No, no. They're, they're a couple. They're a couple who right. then have to go and visit their parents all of their parents yeah like I say they're, they're, all the parents are divorced so he goes got to go to their dad's house and then the mum's house and then the other mum's house and, the, and hilarity ensues obviously great um, and, but, right. at, but at the end obviously without giving anything away no, they yeah, understand they, they understand Christmas you know the love of Christmas and isn't that what it's all about Christmas spirit and loving each other it's about presents and alcohol damn flipping right it is so, <laughs> can we not swear on our own show then? <laughs> what flipping? I, 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 I say flipping. Yeah. I, could, I could have said the other episode. Well, you know what I like is that you actually broke down that film, mm-hmm. and we've we've gone we've blazed through some brilliant movies. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Gremlins, but okay, we'll go back. No, no. Oh. Well, you asked right. about it. You asked about. That's why I went for four Christmases. I was gonna I was gonna blaze through it. Let's not fall out. It's Christmas. It. You asked Let's about. not fall out. Carry and then uh, I've watched Fred Claus as well, another Vince Vaughn film where Fred he's Claus. the he's the brother of Santa Claus. Fred Claus. Yeah. I don't think I know that film. No, it's uh, got Vince Vaughn and uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus, and uh, uh, Vince Vaughn is Fred Claus. Um, With a name like Paul Giamatti, you wouldn't think it would be a Santa no. Claus. No. But uh, yeah, this is basically another one about he's. He's kind of been shunned from the limelight. Well, he kind of took himself away from things because he didn't like being Santa's brother, basically. Right, so it's like a, you know, jealous of the yeah. old brother. But then he of. kind of gets brought into the family business. So it's redemption. It so, yeah. And, uh, All Christmas films are about redemption. People redeeming it. themselves with other people and family members and Christmas in general. Let's redeem ourselves with Christmas. Yeah, and that is the, the biggest thing. You think about, like, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, when he, become, when he becomes Santa. Yeah. yeah, and he's a bit of a crappy dad. He's all about yeah. work and money, and, and then he realises the true love of his yeah, son and there's by some really Santa Claus. There's actually some really sad stuff in that. Like oh, when yeah. they When they're going to take his son away from him because he believes he's Santa. Like, yeah, like he, he's starting they think he's to, gone mental. He's starting to get, obviously, he's starting to get the belly on him. He, he turns turning slowly into Santa, and they're like, it's a bad environment for your kid to be in. We're gonna take your kid away from you. You can't. You can't even visit him. And it's like, oh, this guy has had a really bad time, and he's currently turning into Santa, and there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, he's trying. And now you're taking his kid away from him. Mm. But again, like I say, it's all about redemption. The, the um, his his uh, wife who is divorcing him, um, kind of understands and sees it, and like it's really depressing and... though because at the beginning he's got his kid for Christmas and they obviously share the child yeah. and he's not a very kid friendly father so he's sort of taking him to like a Chinese takeaway on yeah. Christmas Eve and it's really sort of depressing and yeah. sad and horrible so he sort of gets his own by becoming you know he, he turns into Santa it's all yeah. ironic 
Yeah, so he becomes the opposite of what what he is really, and yeah, it's a, but it's a nice it's a nice film in that kind of sense as well. It's all about getting everything back together. Um, it, but it kind of reminds me of a bit like um, there's like four of those films as well, isn't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, I've, I've only I've seen them all. Have you really? I've seen them all. I've not yeah. seen any of the other ones. I've seen them all, they get but they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, not, yeah. they're not good. They're not I watched good them just so that I could say I watched them. Um, but yeah, you only watched the first one. But have you seen Jack Frost with Michael Keaton? Is that where he, he turns, dies and it, turns, it, into, turns a into a snowman? Yeah. You know what? I've seen the first half of the film, yeah. and I only gather that he melts at the end. It's it, but it's again, it's another sad film. Like Son hates it, but it's another one where he, he's kind of like, put in his his band in before his family. He loves his family, but he still go. He's like he gets one chance to go and and his band to like to really really make it, and they're going. But it's on Christmas Eve. And he's going to go down on Christmas Eve. And they're like, oh, no, don't go, don't go. And he goes, oh, it's the only shot I've got, only chance I've got. And that's the choice he makes. He goes and he dies. Like in a car crash. Yeah. And then a year later, they're all sad and then obviously. And, but he becomes a, uh, like they build a snowman. He gets, he becomes the spirit inside the snowman. And it's. It's another one of those kind of weird films, like... It's one of those films where, unless I know it's going to be a happy ending, like in Ghost Dad... Yeah. Now, that's a reference nobody's ever made on a film podcast before. <laughs> Ghost Dad, with Wassie's face. Oh. Don't worry, we know you can't remember names. You you Google it, and I'll, ca- and I'll carry it on for a bit. But yeah, no, Jack no. Frost. Oh, it's, it is a sad, a sad film, because this guy's died, and then he tries to make it all better, and it's, it's one of those where... Bill Cosby... Bill starring Cosby. Ghost Dad, starring Bill Cosby. I like it. The reason I like that film, Ben, is because the dad dies, but as we all know, at the end of that movie, he goes back into his body and everything is cool. Ah. Trouble with the snowman is pretty sure yeah, that doesn't happen because yeah. snowmen melt. But he make, but he makes up for all the things, you know. He, he's like, it's like he's been a, a bad dad and whatever, but he makes up for it. And then his son tries to save him and. Takes them up into the mountains. That and sounds then, horrible, though. Yeah, but like, it, they do. It's inevitable, they, you know. That's it, but but it's it's a nice ending, in the fact that make it nice, Ben. Yeah, although although he he's he's going to melt, um, right at the end, like his um, the the kid's name is Charlie, um, and he's taking he's taking his dad up there, and then his mom turns up, like right at the very end, like trying to find Charlie, and then like the snowman kind of like there's like a. I know, bit of magic goes off, some swirling and whatever, and then he's kind of then Michael Keaton is stood there, and they like get to say the like final last goodbyes and I love you and I'm really sorry for everything I did, but you you take care of Charlie and do everything. And it's like, oh, but then he's then they're they're okay. There's closure. Oh, is that what is that the there's good closure? Is that, oh, yeah. closure, right? That's it. That's that kind of nonsense with ghosts where they think there's going to be closure. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's it's uh, it just plays on emotions, Ben. That's what it does. <laughs> Blaze on emotions. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it's 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 a nice film. Okay. It's it's not a great film, but it's a nice film. Right. Um, we're coming close to the end now. Good lord. Um, Santa Claus the movie. The old film. The old film, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Probably yeah. the best one of my all-time favorite. I remember watching that so many times on like ITV as a kid. I think my dad even. Rec- I think I've got it on tape somewhere. Yeah. With like all the adverts in between, like for Lund Polly and Argos. Christmas advert. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it doesn't it open out where there's this fat man and his wife. They travel in like a, a sort of, I don't know, a, a cart and yeah. they deliver children. You know, in, that's it. Isn't like some sort of wasteland or. Yeah, that's it. They're going out and delivering all the presents and whatever, and 
and then they get picked up by like the elves and they say because of all the amazing things you do you we're gonna you're gonna you be get able to become to, Santa and because I, th- I think they can't have kids so, so you have now have all the kids and yeah it's a uh, it's a bit weird because it's got like Dudley Moore in it and he's one of the elves and he kind of goes into the human Dudley realm Moore, and, and whatever yeah. and is um, it, um, what's his name Patch Patch yeah Patch the Elf yeah that's right. Dudley Moore is Patch the Elf <laughs> it's Santa Claus the movie the movie coming 1985 yeah. good year yeah it was a good year yeah I always remember the, I always remember the huge factory and the dance numbers and the little, yeah. little fluty songs <laughs> and they used to paint little I always, I always remember thinking yeah they're making like rocking horses and yeah. wooden dolls and little Little toy soldiers. Who plays with those anymore? Well, that's it. Where's Who the does? Xboxes? I know that's it. If they got, if they should learn how, it's pretty much by today's kids, you've got to learn how to make iPhones and yeah. iPods. You know, that, that's that's what it's all about. And where was yeah. D- Dudley Moore's like supermodel wife? Hang that's on, it. You know. So yeah, it's in his little elf room. <laughs> yeah, in the back hat. room. Yeah, gonna give her a candy cane. Yummy. Yummy. Oh, Yum. great evil guy in that film as well. Yeah, uh, um, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, brilliant. Yeah. Um, he Ben is a is a bad guy in um, the last season of Dexter. Oh, is he? He was the main evil bad guy. For everybody out there who watches Dexter, Ben doesn't watch Dexter. No. He's never watched Dexter. Everybody who hasn't heard that John likes Dexter, John really, really likes Dexter. I think Dexter is one of the best TV shows ever made. And Ben, you should watch John Lithgow in Dexter. Okay. And that's the last season. I think it's season four. Watch it. All it's right. Brilliant. I watch that, and you can watch Breaking Bad. I watch Breaking Bad. I like Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, it's good. So um, yeah, so that's uh, another one which is uh, got a, a nice message. Um, Gone. And, uh, I always remember it being a long, like a much longer film though. Santa Claus the movie. It's only like an hour and a half long, but I always remember it being like three hours long. I tell you what, though, there's there's this scene where there's um there's the, the a, a, a real nice rich girl who's kind-hearted yeah. and she lives in this huge mansion and it's snowing outside because it's winter and it's cold and there's a kid in it called Joe yeah. I think his name is who's like a street punk who's you know a little rough around the edges yeah. and he's homeless and he's sort of waiting outside for her and she leaves him a little nice plate of food of cold meats and vegetables and a, a can of coke yeah. and he, he's just sit, he sits she, she leaves it on the porch like for a cat and then goes inside and then he runs up to the plate he takes it behind her like a shed puts his back to the shed eats all the food really quickly all the cold meats all the ham like that and then he drinks the coke and he goes ah and he just sees cold breath in the air and I just thought I bet that's an amazing feeling yeah <laughs> I like that you really yeah. feel the ah the, yeah. yeah nice cold can of coke outside he's Brilliant. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good film. Again, it's 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 a Christmas film. It's really it's got a good feeling behind it. It is so, feel good. So yeah, um, so we've got oh one one that I remember watching a lot as a kid. Hit yeah, me. and it was. Do you remember, did you did you watch Look Who's Talking Now with the dogs? Look who's talking the, now. The with talking the dogs. dogs. Yes, and that is a yeah, Christmas film. That is a Christmas film. Yes, that happens at Christmas. Is that got Danny DeVito in it? Um, oh, it's got um, Kirstie Alley in it. And um, what's his cake? John Travolta. Now, who are the dogs, though? Oh, the dogs, yeah. Danny DeVito is, yeah, is one and, of the dogs. And then yeah, and there's a poodle. Danny DeVito is the rough dog that they yeah. adopt. And um, they also end up adopting a poodle, a posh poodle dog. Yeah. I don't know who does the voice of the, the dog. Um, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yeah. Ah, okay. Lovely. Um, that's set around Christmas as well. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's... 
Because I remember watching. I think this was the first Look Who's Talking film I watched. Because uh, really? this was the third one, wasn't it? I watched them in order. Did so you? I don't know why. Yeah, but to. this was the first one I watched. So I think it was another one where my mum and dad had videoed it off TV for me. So it was one of those things. Where Pirates. Got, That's yeah, a crime. We were bad. <laughs> Everybody did it. That's it. That's why you had. Used to record off the radio on cassettes. Oh Cassettes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And try and skip past the uh, the adverts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Get the end of the tracks. Good times. Good times. So, uh, yeah, but that's a Memories good... Memories, <laughs> like the corners of my mind. That was beautiful. Thank you. Christmas song. Yeah. Kind of. Sure, why not? Uh, moving on. Or, yeah, or look staying who's, on subject. I say, look who's talking now. It's a good... It's Again, it's a Christmas film. Happens around Christmas. It's about um, the two dogs. One One's a bad dog. One's a good dog. And, and it's about finding family. It is. You know, Once it's, again, it's a, it's another one where John Travolta is working so hard and flying flying his planes all over the place that he's trying to get back for Christmas, but doesn't know if he'll make it back. But isn't his female boss trying to yeah trying, trying to, trying to sleep trick with him, him into into staying and and uh, he his managed, family are in like yeah. a cabin in the car. That's it, and he manages to. They, she, um, Kirstie Alley decides to go and we'll, we'll go and find Daddy. We'll go and find him and. Like John Travolta is a good guy in this film. He doesn't want it. Like he's not. He doesn't want any of these advances yeah. from this woman. This isn't Pulp Fiction. No, no. He's, he's not good... shooting up any kind of drug. No. Oh. He's not going to go home and jerk off. Just one of the lines from Pulp Fiction. Ah. But um, yeah, he does. Um, so then he goes through, and then and then they they're driving the uh, there's like driving the uh, a taxi they've got, and they end up crashing in the middle of nowhere. But then they all get back together and. Oh, it's so nice, and then and then I th- always remember the, the Christmassy part is that on the radio they hear sleigh bells. Right at the end. Right at the very yeah. end, like oh, I think I can hear something. What's that like, noise? And then turn the radio. Turn and the radio, and it's sleigh bells and ho ho ho. So yeah, it's another another indirect kind of Christmas film. Um, I would get, say a good film, but so we're we're getting towards the end now. Oh, um, the night's drawing in. Yeah. Let's We're get down to undress. There's a couple teeth. couple of back to back kind of ones. These are kind of ones which you'd probably watch over, like um, on Christmas Eve. Um, the Snowman, as we mentioned earlier. Walking through the yeah, which is a it's a brilliant. It's only 26 minutes long. It's, it's really short. short Somebody um, actually posted that on Facebook um, a couple of days ago, and I actually watched it off of yeah. Facebook <laughs> from YouTube, a direct link from YouTube. I don't know if that's legal, but hey, it was already posted on Facebook. But it, it's it's brilliant, and there's it is um, a beautiful cartoon. There's that, and there's uh, Father Christmas as well, which which is done in the same style. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Both, both written by Raymond Briggs. Um, brilliant. So really. Really nice little things because um, they look. They, it looks like it's proper crayon. Yeah, it's that that's kind of it. animation where it looks like it's been drawn. You know? So and I don't think there is because th- although there is there's dialogue in Father Christmas. I don't think there's any dialogue in the Snowman, is there? It's just all music. No, it's music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just a really really nice film about a kid who builds a snowman and the snowman comes to life and takes him on an takes adventure. Him on an adventure and they you fly know? over towns at, you yeah. know, when it's snowing. It's, so it's beautiful. It's just a really nice Christmas film. It's one of those that that's why I think it's really good to watch this on like new, on Christmas Eve because it's it's the last it's like the night before Christmas and mm. and it's just like a really short little little thing. It's uh, you're not got got to watch something that's um an hour and a half and is taking time over Christmas and after Christmas kind of thing taking it all and this is like a little snapshot of like of Christmas and it's all the things you that are the nicest things about about the weather around Christmas, when it snows and when you get to build the snowman and things like that. It's just really, really nice. And I'm hoping so, yeah. that the snow dog is going to be as similar. Good. And it's been years since they did one of those animations as well, yeah. so it's going to be interesting how it will sort of look, you know, just generally look. Um, 
one of the things I always consider to be Christmassy that again just reminds me when you say saying it, you know it being a short thing to watch before mm. you go to bed on Christmas Eve is uh, the Wallace and Gromit, Gromit animations. Yeah. They're on every Christmas Eve in Britain. That's um, it. They were. They were. I remember watching them as they were coming out as being as a kid. Yeah. Um, like they were all in like the little BBC One idents with the, with the uh, with Wallace and Gromit on it, and they and they're they're quintessentially English. Definitely. And yet they're, uh, but the, and and they're not they're not Christmas films. There's nothing to do. I don't think there's, in any of them is really much to do with Christmas in it. But they no. are. Mm. But the fact that they came out around Christmas and were Christmas specials, it's one of those. So it's another nice thing to watch around Christmas. Do you remember Robbie the Reindeer as well? It was another animation. Yeah. Yeah, and Rex the Runt. Yeah, oh, yeah. All Ardman. Ardman Productions. Yeah. Bristol. Bristol-based. That's some good, good stuff. Some brilliant you know, stuff. Short little sort of animations, claymation. Um, I don't know how well it'll translate overseas, but here it's like a national institution. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's it. It's one of the big things. That it's one of those that... Any time you can you can watch it and it's and it's something everybody everybody loves. It's and one I'm of my little rituals. Remember yeah. crying with laughter watching watching them and watching the um, um, the wrong trousers. The wrong trousers at Christmas. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Nice day out and I can't remember what close shave. Yeah. And then there was even a, there was a later one, wasn't there? There was, was a new one. Uh, yeah. Lo- um, loaf and death. Loaf like and that. death. Yeah, matter of loaf and death. Yeah, but but yeah, I think the. Especially the like a grand day out and uh, the wrong trousers. The wrong trousers, especially. I think that was my that was always my favourite. Right. But yeah, I remember watching that so much. The wrong trousers, quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant film. But yeah, they're great little great little short animated films. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up. Um, there's a there's wow. One film I forgot to mention, which I don't think anybody will let me forget if I don't mention it, is Elf. Um, I, remember, yes. I remember our co-host here buying it, buying it me for Christmas one year because I wouldn't stop going on about it. I'm, I'm, I've never watched it, Ben. Still oh. to this day, I've not seen Elf. Again, it's a nice film, you know. It's well, like it's... about another one of these kind of like is trying to get the Christmas kind of um, one of the traditional parts of Christmas, like when you have got your Santa Claus and you're always trying to put them into modern day and see what they'd be like. And obviously, everybody thinks they're really strange and whatever. But again, the the big part about this is, it's becoming it's like it's rekindling of Christmas spirit because in in the film that the uh, the um, the the sleigh can't fly. What is Elf about then? Okay, the let's el- do it. Let's break Elf down. Elf is about um, an elf. Called, well, it's actually a person called Buddy, um, who is a little who's a little baby who who crawls into Santa's sack. He's from an orphanage. Right. And uh, is taken to the North Pole when they didn't know that he was in there. And then he crawls out and like, oh, he must have crawled in at the orphanage. So like, oh, we should keep him here. There's there's one elf, Papa Elf. Papa Elf, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like the Who, um, who um, has always wanted kids but never got round to having him. So um, he has Buddy. And we see Buddy grow up and become huge, so much taller than all the other elves and... Because he's um, a human being. Yeah, he is a human being, but he's because he's, he's like he's he's so naive with it all, doesn't really know that he's an elder, that he's a human, and he overhears one day that he's that he is actually a human, and he um, said, "Oh, if he should have noticed by now, because you see him playing basketball, where he's dunking on top of everybody, right. sat at a sat at a desk trying to trying to shower, but he's stood up and he's like hunched over in the shower because he can't fit." Um, can't use the toilet. Hilarious. Properly. All this kind of stuff. So then he realizes that he's a human. Uh, that he's a human, um, and he goes to, wants to go and find his dad in New York, 
and um, Santa tells him the terrible news that his dad is on the naughty list. Dun, dun, dun. So um, he's very upset by this. But Buddy goes to find his dad, and his dad is a a book publisher, and he's a bit, oh, see. okay. Yeah, he's a bit ruthless with it. Like uh, um, the first scene we see him in is uh, like you've got mail with Tom Hanks. Kind of, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, but he's, uh, the first thing we see him in is he's, he's, you don't see who he's talking to. And he goes, ah, oh, I see what you're doing, but you you can't pay for, if you can't pay for them, I, I need to take the books back. And then you turn, it's a nun. He's like, but the children love the books. He goes, ah, oh, yeah, well, if you can't afford them, you can't have them. And he's taking them, taking them back from the underprivileged kids. Now, to be fair to him, isn't it the nun's fault for not keeping track of the yep. finances? I mean, well, <laughs> if, you, if you kept I like giving, that you're siding with him already. <laughs> if you kept giving your book stock away and you're dealing in books, that's your job. Yep. You're not going to give the books away for nothing. So, But there's, uh, we're talking about, it's, it's, where's his charitable side? Oh. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. All right, okay. But yeah, so uh, we get that and um, then Buddy the Elf turns up um, and says like, oh, um, they think he's like a Christmas grandma who's going to sing him a song. And he walks in. He's like, "Oh, he goes, Daddy, Daddy, I found you." He's Daddy, like, "This Daddy, is a bit I weird." Yeah, he has to sing it. He has to sing it, kind of like that. And then he tells him, "Like, oh, I'm the son of Susan Wells. Susan Wells." Um, and then he kicks him out because he's like, "Oh, you, you, what kind of sick joke is this?" And kicks him out. But then, uh, oh, by the way, I, I obviously haven't seen this film, but I know for a fact that like um, when when Buddy goes back to New York, he is literally dressed as a, a stereotypical elf, elf yep. with a pointy hat and pointy shoes That's right, throughout yeah. the entire film. He is, yeah. There's only one bit where there's only a small part where he has to dress normal and his dad kind of accepts him and says, okay, but you're going to have to dress normal. And they test him and says, oh, yeah, well, he's definitely definitely your son. And that's when he kind of has to accept him. What a great... This sounds like Jeremy Kyle. Yeah, but um, so it's all about Christmas and Santa's sleigh can't fly because it, it, has, to, it has to use a, a like a... Like a jet like a engine. <laughs> Just uh, like a love gun. Uh <laughs> this is a jet engine, Jonathan. Sure. Sure. <laughs> because the because the clausometer is low. Because the clausometer, right. Because, yeah. because there's no Christmas spirit. Right. So um but Santa comes to comes to town and meanwhile, Buddy the Elf has met Zoe Deschanel. <sighs> Zoe Deschanel. I love Zoe Deschanel. Um and uh yeah, so and and Santa comes back and he's crashed in New York because there's no Christmas spirit and that's because Buddy has lost all his Christmas spirit. Oh, but no. he meets Santa, and um, he gives uh, he gives his book out um, his his naughty and nice list and he goes on um, his brother puts goes on TV with the uh, um, with the list mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody's like believes in Santa because he's got the list of all the things he wants oh. and. Uh, then they go back to him and uh, uh, um, Buddy the Elf and Zoe Deschanel go back to the North Pole and have a little baby. Oh. Yeah, and it's Without really Denny. nice. Yeah, he stays in New York. Oh. But he comes and visits. Comes and visits. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so it's it's a nice Christmas film. A silly Christmas film. And also the fact that his dad is now married to um, Mary Steenburgen, who is really, really hot for an old lady. Right. Okay. Hotter than Helen Mirren? How old is she supposed to be? I don't know. I don't know how old she is now. I don't know who she she's is. A, you've seen Step Brothers. E- oh, her. Yeah, she's the yeah. one from Step Brothers. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. 
Ooh. She's 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 a very attractive older lady. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it uh, civil at Christmas, Ben, please. Yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Ding dong. <laughs> Ding, Ding dong. dong merrily on high. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so that's Elf. So that's Elf. That's available. Who's who plays Elf? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. So it's like a kind of Will Ferrell comedy film, that's you know. It. But it's it's more family lot, orientated. I say yeah, yeah, it's more family orientated than user stuff. And yeah, so I think the the last the last film which I've got to watch um to or will watch. watch is uh, um and I'll probably uh, save it for probably for Christmas Day, I think. But it's it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's I've wonderful never seen life. It's a Wonderful Life. I hadn't till very recently and I think it was one of those films where because it's been built up so much, it's one of these this is the best Christmas film you will ever see and you will never understand anything unless you watch it. And that's quite a hard thing to like to take on. You're like, I don't know if I can... What happens if I watch it and I don't like it? Hmm. What happens? Will, will I be struck down? Will, will, is that it? Is, will, will the claws on me to fall off and break? I don't because know. where's my Christmas spirit? But no, it's a very nice film. It's something that's been parodied a lot in in the, the kind yeah, of the, so the story. It's, it's a well-trodden story. You know story. it, don't you, already? It's one yeah. of those films you know... Yeah, it's, it. it's. I think, it, like the Simpsons have directly parodied, parodied. It's it's what would happen if, if you didn't exist, you don't. You're not happy with it, with life, and that you think it's a waste of time, whatever. And then an angel comes and plucks you out and says, "This is what life would be like if you weren't around." And it's it's really sad, really horrible kind of thing in that kind of sense. But it's like yeah, it's but, really sad and horrible. <laughs> Great Christmas film. Well, yeah, it's one where it's then. Pan's gun pocket. That's it. You'll love it. But yeah, it's it's, it's a, um it's a it's a nice film in that kind of sense. I think it is definitely one of the films you kinda of need to see, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Gone with the Wind or Citizen Kane. It's you yeah, kinda of need to see those films. That's it, he, I suppose. For some reason. That's it, it's one where he doesn't know what to do and it's like the real end of the world kind of thing to him is not having a life has really battered him. You know, mm. um, to a point where saying this is a, a 1946 film, we've got uh, the protagonist is thinking of committing suicide. That's that, that's that's pretty. It's pretty dark in that kind of sense. Yeah, but, definitely. But then I say the the redemption part, as as with with a lot of films and uh, Christmas type films, is that this is what you if you did that, this is what life would be without you, and how much you'd be missed, and how much you how yeah. how life wouldn't work out. But your friend would take a drink, and so, your. Uh mother would have a stroke I don't know just many things so yeah it's kind of so, but it's a, it's a it's a good it's a feel good film in a sense that he overcomes all this and you get the you've the Christmas and, and spirit and the and it's life affirming you know it's one of the way you, it's a feel good it, film it's a feel good film, feel good it's, film. it's it's, it's For goes, all the you go you go through some hard times but you come out the other end are there any films Ben that you watch around the Christmas season that aren't anything to do with Christmas but you just think it's kind of Christmas and I kind of want to watch this other than these, no, I just I, I will watch. I, I, what did I watch the other night? I watched um, Forrest Gump and. Oh, Forrest what, Gump. What, what's the other, other one? Uh, Apollo 13. Tom Hanks just... retrospective might be something to do. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking about Forrest Gump, I think, two or three days ago. I actually yeah. had the soundtrack and I listened to it because I think it's incredible. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think that was one film I was thinking about watching over Christmas, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas. It just sort of. It's just one of those. I don't know. Just pushing the mood for it. Yeah, really. it's another feel-good film. Yeah, you know, it's 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 another one where it's another. I love the stories in Forrest Gump. It's a Robert Zemeckis film, mm. um, who has done a lot of different films, but they're all very similar in that kind of 
there's it, it tends to do these life affirming type of films and uh quite big things like you think about it just like the the, the another christmas film is the polar express uh did polar that. express yeah. um i said back to the future um but he's he's someone that's involved with a lot of things because didn't Zemeckis do the um wasn't he involved in at least with the um um we were talking about earlier with jim carrey Christmas yeah, the Carol. Um, Christmas Carol. So, so he's he's someone that's good for that kind of thing. But yeah, it's again that's a non it's non Christmas film, uh, uh, Forrest Gump, but yeah. it's a great film. Definitely. Oh, when Jenny dies. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's so sad when he's talking about like looking after little Forrest. Like Song can't watch it. Mm. Song can't watch that. There's there's a quite a lot of Tom Hanks film which Song can't watch. She can't watch that. She, uh, she can't watch um, Castaway. Oh, that's sad. It's so sad. Uh, doesn't can't watch Big, because that's sad. Nah. But yeah, it's not that sad. I think Big's another Christmas one I'd watch. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story. Yeah. I'd watch. What about Toys? Toys with Robin Williams. I hate that film. Do you? Yeah, I hate that film. I think it's terrible. I really like it. It's just because it's a weird film. It's very weird. It's very very. It's weird. at the height of Robin Williams, you know, mania. Yeah, and it's just, it's and just such a strange film. But that's quite Christmassy. But um, it's, I don't even remember a lot. Of, I, he's a kooky guy whose dad owns a toy making factory and he inherits it. And there's an evil guy that's going up against yeah, him. And there's brother a, or cousin or, or someone. Yeah, that, that, and then there's a big toy war at the end where yeah. the actual toys are actual battle. But then there's loads yeah. of weird imagery in between all this sort yeah, of stuff. And but yeah, creepy weird nineties movie. So yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. But yeah, Tom, um, Tom Hanks would be. Tom Hanks is a good retrospect to. Um, yeah. It's uh, Green Mile. Some can't watch that. Never seen another it. Tom Hanks film. You whoa, <laughs> never seen the Green Mile. Oh, I've seen no, no, no. It's a great film. To put it in context, I've seen, I've read the book mm. years ago. I've seen the first half of the film up until when um, one of the wardens doesn't put the the sponge oh, in yeah. the water. That bit, and I know what happens at the end. Yeah, it's, but it's so I've just never because I've heard so much about that film and I know so much about the film. I, I've just never been. I've never had the emphasis to get get up and go out and buy it and watch it, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know, it I've everybody I know that talks about Green Mile say they love Green Mile. I don't I know I don't meet anybody that says, Oh yeah, I've seen Green Mile and it's a meh film. So yeah. I think it is something I do need to complete, but I have seen the first half. Yeah, but it's but that's it. Tom Hanks is, is brilliant. He's really, really good. Um he's a brilliant actor and, and I think it's one of those that's so emotive and you buy into anything and when you think about the kind of 80s films he did where it was mm. all comedy to the kind of things he does now um, Road to Perdition is another one yeah it's a good um, film yeah. that's one of Son's favourite films Catch Me If You Can um, obviously involved in Band of Brothers um, oh we've already mentioned him more today didn't we mention him in You've Got Mail that's right wow it's, uh, it comes up a lot it comes up more than you think that's it but uh, Apollo 13 oh I tell you what there's, I don't want to spoil it but they do make it back Yes. I assume people know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But oh, and another one bit that Son can't understand without film. Like she's she gets really bored with it, not really bothered about it. But it's the struggle they go through mm. to to get back, and it's that last bit where there's come, come out of radio silence and minutes go by, and it's supposed to be three minutes and no more. I think and it's, it's also longer about and the human spirit and how people pull together to help yeah. these three men get back to earth That's all it. these people come together and yeah. stress out and put themselves through hell just to get these three men back yeah I, I hope, I hope just... that we, ne- we never we're never around when that kind of thing is happening but, well I was about uh, to say being but... in, the, in the studio with you Ben is a bit like being in some sort of NASA capsule <laughs> yeah. in the studio I do feel alone and cold 
Yeah, looking outside at the moon and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, that last bit though is so sad. But it's like it's heart wrenching, even though you know they make it back. Yes. But it's it's like um is it Flight ninety three? Um the one of the nine eleven ones where they're in the plane and they try and they decide to try and try and take it back. You're watching it and thinking, I really hope they make it. Come on, you can do it, even though you know they're not gonna make it. Yeah, it's, it's like Titanic. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one where you're like, Come on, I really hope you make it. You come on just this time, just just this time when I watch it. Do it. Saying, talking about that, you know, we talked about The Hobbit. I, it's just reminded me. I went to the cinema as well to see Argo. Oh, of course you did, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you just ben reminded Affleck. me. Um, with Ben Affleck, um, <laughs> directed and starred. Um, and it's about... It's, a, it's it's all based on a true story about um, some... I think it's uh, uh, American, um, you know, representatives in a... Um, what do you call them? Embassy, the yeah. American embassy in is it Iran, um, and sort of shit hits the fan sort of thing, and mm. um, they get stormed by like you know protesters, and the building gets stormed, and they get taken. Um, um, but just before um, the, you know the embassy stormed, they they get sort of taken away by a Canadian man yeah. who uh, hides them in his house, and it's about them. It's it's like a fight against time because the um, American government are trying to figure out ways to get to sneak them out of the country, whilst the sort of Iranian forces are trying to figure out who these missing people are and how they escaped out of this embassy and 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 then track them down. And it's just very cut, uh, you know, very uh, cutthroat, and yeah. you're on the edge of your seat the whole time, and it's such a heroin situation, but the most incredible thing about it is, it, it it was a real good film, and I really, really enjoyed it, even though I'm not the biggest Ben Affleck fan, yeah. but I think as a director, he really pulls it off, he's done at least two or three films just recently, or his last two or three films, and they've been excellent, and this one is probably one of his best, I really, really enjoyed this film, and the, and the best thing about it was, is that, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much about it, because it's one of those films where, you give the plot away, and um, you've given the plot away, and yeah. <laughs> and everybody's going to know what happens, and it's a complete spoiler. I don't, I don't want to spoil this film. I don't even think it's at the cinema anymore. Um, no, I think you're right. I only came out a couple of weeks ago. It's a real shame. Um, but you need to get this on DVD, or try and get it on Netflix, or yeah. however people can get hold of films these days. I'm not with it these days. Um, but what's incredible is um, what you know. The outcome happens, and, and what happens happens. You know, you you grip in the you, the arm of your chair the whole way through, yeah. and it just it just builds up and builds up and builds up. It's like watching Zulu. Mm. You know that the battle's coming and that, that people aren't going to survive, but you've just got to sort of walk, yeah. you've got to keep watching until the end. And it just grips you. This film it just completely grips you, and you you're so scared for these like five people, these five Americans, and you know the the sequences where they have to pretend that they're Canadians and they're just sort of like tourists. And yeah. Try other sort of venues, and um, you know they 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 brush up against the sort of locals and things like that, and it's just so oh god, it's amazing. And um, it's again, it, what reminds me, um, you know, you brought up Apollo uh, Apollo thirteen. What reminds me of that is is that it's a load of people working in the government to yeah. try and bring these people back home alive, and just what they have to go through and the sacrifices they have to make and mm. and the danger they put themselves in in order to rescue these people. And then at the end, the, the, the credits roll and you see photographs of all the people that are involved in the movie and yeah. they compare it to a literal photograph of the actual person and it's exactly the same. The mm. casting was incredible. And then it, it takes it takes photos of some of the big scenes in the movie and some of the settings. 
and um, uh, various like places like uh, airports, the embassy, things yeah. like that, when it's being stormed. And there's actually like you know newspaper photographs of like people climbing over the walls to get into this embassy, and it's really scary as well because there's like a huge crowd, like, you know, masses of Iranian people breaking into this embassy. Yeah. And they t- they they compare the photos to the film footage, and it's exactly the same. It was really, really good. This is a high-quality recommend for me. I actually forgot all about it. It's not really a Christmassy film at all. We've gone completely <laughs> off the shelf. But, um, again, if you want to watch a harrowing experience, a true story uh, about... definitely something to go and see. Definitely, yeah. I recommend Argo. Brilliant. Uh, <sighs> so, yeah, Christmas. that's... That's, that's, well, that's Christmas, yeah. Um, so I think that, that's... So those are... Those are the films that I've been watching and, and over over Christmas in my in my in my rundown. So the within that, I think there were about there would have been twenty four films in that. So so the only thing I think we've got I've got left to watch will be um, or, or one thing I will watch on Christmas Day is is going to be um, oh, it's a wonderful life. So just a, just a nice way to end it. But yeah, you I want to have like the snowman and things like that. Yeah, I might try and check out it's a wonderful life. I'm definitely yeah. going to buy Home Alone tomorrow. Yeah. Probably get the box out Home Alone one or two. Can't yeah. can't go wrong. And Definitely Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins is an incredible film. Um, I'm The thing is, I'm also going to put on Batteries Not Included. Ah, uh, no, that, that was that was another film which was on around Christmas a lot. Yeah. So, so the, It's one of those that, films you, that isn't right related that. to yeah. Christmas, but it just... It's, it's one there where it, it was always on that kind of time, time of year, and still is, I think. It's like when you used to have like Indiana Jones on Star Wars, always used to be on over Christmas. Right. Um, but I think these ones were... Yeah, oh, Son can't watch either. There's a lot of films that Son you can't watch. Maybe we should do a show, films that Son you cannot watch. That'd be. We should get it's your been, wife on the show. Yeah. We're going to do that next year. That's a de- yeah. guarantee episode, and we'll, it'll be a Son special. We'll do yeah. the films that Son can't watch. Yeah, we'll try and, and get she, her to tell yeah, us why. That's it. Why she can't watch these films? We'll put her through that. We might make her cry. Yeah. But you know, it won't be Christmas then, so you, you can. That's cry. it. Don't feel fine. too bad about it. Because you can't cry on Christmas then. No. Right, I think that's a show, my friend. I think, it I think is, that's yeah. it for episode fifteen. Um, we're gonna go out now and get drunk on eggnog. Yeah. Have you ever had eggnog, Ben? Um, no. No, I haven't either. It's it's the, it's the word egg. Egg. I don't like egg. And then nog doesn't egg. give you any sort of nog. Boost. It's a weird, it's a weird one, yeah. you know. It's like um, reminds of Advocar. When we're drinking Advocar around here. Yeah. Straight from the bottle. Straight from the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how the Brits celebrate Christmas. That's it. Yeah. Drinking Love. and... and, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if there's a film called Eggnog. Maybe. Like a Christmas horror movie, Eggnog. It does sound like something that could be, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's it. There are things like, there's like Santa Claus with, with WS instead of AUS. Yeah, there's uh, Black Christmas. That's another good yeah. uh, Christmas horror movie. You know, there's probably a lot. I think there's Jack... There's, there is Frost or Jack yeah, Frost. Yeah, there, there is Jack Frost, but... Um, very low-budget crap films. Um, just right, yeah. Um, there's, there's a wide selection of Christmas horror movies out there. I just can't think of any at all at mm. this moment. But I think I think that's because it's a sad... It's a sad thing to be to think about horrible things at Christmas. You don't want to think about horrible things. You want to think... One thing I will say, though... Yeah. High recommend for me. If you're a fan of, like, exploitation movies... There's a film, and you can probably find it, I think, on YouTube. It's called Treevenge. Treevenge. It's a short film, and it's done. It's done like this sort of, um, you know, um, grindhousey kind of film, um, and it's about um, 
Christmas trees that take their revenge on the people that put them down at Christmas time, and it is absolutely amazing. If you're a horror fan or a comedy person and you like that kind of grindhouse gritty feel and you kind of like the idea of Christmas trees coming alive and getting revenge, then this is the film for you. It's only like 12 minutes long or, or, or it's very short. Treevenge, look it up on the internet. It's on YouTube, I think. That's a high recommend from me. I like it. Um, and while we're on, while we're on the subject of, of Christmas and, and obviously... Uh, Jonathan just mentioned eggnog with through the power of the internet and, and an apple there tablet is, there is a film called how to eat eggnog which is uh, yeah about a homeless individual with a duct tape uh, with a duct tape hat reunites two friends while sleeping on a curb by a snowy street right initiating okay. a long game of cards the three resolve that Christmas isn't so magical anymore for those feeling an eggnog party as uh, Dulu plans this he runs into two very quirky characters his little brother from boston comes to his house specifically to kill him one night claiming gave his mother diabetes then he visits <laughs> then he's visited by a less violent creature dovelu's friend hired a professional kiss up to cheer him up for the holidays afterwards the legitimate heist is conducted dovelu alongside his uh, affiliates saitam and andaran purge through their cul-de-sac taking eggnog from everyone's fridges while the families are out watching the scrooge musical the last house they infiltrate is occupied by, occupied by a little girl and a babysitter. The three managed to subdue the babysitter. Sounds a bit weird. Though through their efforts could not catch the little girl before she notifies the police. Right. Conveniently, she dialed the wrong number and called Sheriff Winston's vigilante police. As this occurs, Andoran goes AWOL and shoots Dovlu and Saitan with a firework. This is due to Andoran's mad scheme of taking over Dovlu's <laughs> video group. Andoran is defeated and the party is thrown Christmas Day. But because of their violent Grand Theft Dairy, Dovlu and many of his cohorts are arrested. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, that sounds like a film I would love. And yeah. it sounds a bit like madness in, in film form. There you go. Uh, so I guess that's our last recommend of this episode, Ben. Yep. <laughs> um, where can they reach us if they would like to get in touch and give us Christmas wishes? You can uh, Facebook us. You can um, do. We are Pan and Scan. Uh, podcast, yeah. Pan podcast. You can you can uh, email us. Yes, Pan podcast at gmail dot com. That's right, email. And you can tweet us. You can twittle twittle at us. Twit. Twit. You can twit us. We're at Pan and Scan Derby. At Pan and Scan Derby. That's right. We've had quite a few more. Um, we had a couple of little uh, messages on Twitter, but I I didn't bring them up. Um, we'll bring them up next episode. Yeah. Um, just sort of like um well wishes and um just ask us um if they've seen us certain films um but we'll discuss that next week because i haven't got it on me at the moment but it's been great so i think twitter is like the new sort of forum at the moment yeah it seems to be um so that's that's good to hear um so keep it up um uh, so until next week ben it's uh, i suppose it's goodbye for me uh john and goodbye for me ben and uh have a merry christmas everybody Indeed. <laughs> and, a happy, and a happy new year. And a happy new year. And to all a good night. Right? <laughs> sure. And watch the skies. <laughs>